This episode is brought to you by Medbridge Education. Log into medbridgeeducation.com slash tntherapyoutsource. Use the promo code Dr. Mike or alternative to get $200 discount or over 40% off. Gain access to 1,000 plus online courses, compliance training, certification preps, program, and so much more. So again, thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Mike Chu again, physical therapist and certified dementia practitioner. And yes, we are coming to you live today. Oh, gosh, that was a long intro. Well, anyway, uh, today I wanted to introduce to you uh, ACG Alternative Careers Group, our featured alternative career coach for today or for this week or for whatever. We have Mr. Todd Wickstrom. He is actually the CEO of Groove Enhancers Leadership Academy. I met him at uh, uh, SSPT Live. He was one of the speakers there, and I learned a lot from him. And at least, I think every week we talk. I mean, we talk through the Facebook Messenger, and, and uh, we just talk and encourage each other. And I wanted to introduce you guys to one of our coaches that will help us make this group better and bigger and support you guys and bring out the best in you. So I would like to introduce you, Todd Wickstrom. So Todd, how are you, sir? Kumusta Akin Kapati. There you go. He's trying his best to speak. Was that like a super like totally butchered version of Tagalog or was that? relatively close it's pretty close man it's pretty close How well the eleven thousand members that we have here majorities are american so you nice. can speak normal english now <laughs> awesome well it's uh i study mandarin and my uh my chinese tutor told me and you'll appreciate this mike is um learning a foreign language especially as americans learning an asian language that is like building a house and that the first, the foundation is really pronunciation. And then it's grammar and then it's vocabulary. But every time that we try to learn something new, we usually start with vocabulary. And if we start with vocabulary, but we can't pronounce it right, nobody will understand what we're saying anyway. <laughs> so, no. so it's a, a great uh, tutorial, but man, it's awesome to be here with you. And I've appreciated our relationship ever since uh, SSPT Live and just excited to be here to share um, what my passion is with you. You obviously have a very specific niche or niche or however we want to pronounce it. Right, for people that are looking for alternative careers that are in healthcare. And my background is I, I started off to become a chiropractor and I got about halfway through school and no offense to anybody that is in the audience that is a DC, but I got about halfway through chiropractic school and just couldn't take, I'm sure it was only the people in my class but um, all of their complaining about how difficult the coursework was. And I was like, this is nuts. I, I want to go be an, what I jokingly refer to as an RD, RD, which is a real doctor. A and real doctor, huh? A 
real doctor. <laughs> exactly. So I decided to go to medical school. And while I was waiting for medical school to start, my college roommate, uh, when we both left the University of Kansas, I went on to chiropractic school and he went to Thunderbird University, which is the international business school um, in, uh, in Phoenix, which is part of Arizona State University and was a two-year program and he I don't know how he did what he did but he worked some sort of uh, Chinese voodoo or magic on me and convinced me to get a deferment on my enrollment so instead of going on to medical school he and I went together and took over his parents Chinese restaurants and I've basically been an entrepreneur ever since. And what I've realized is that at the end of the day, it really doesn't make any difference what we do for a living. But as soon as we hire one human being, ourselves as the leaders or the owner of the business being the first, we know it's going to be dysfunctional from the beginning because as human beings, we're a mess, right? We're just, we, we, we are broken. And how do we create synergy and how do we create great teams and how do we build an amazing culture with a bunch of messed up individuals? And so that has been my passion for many, many years Mike, and you and I have talked about this for a while, and it, it really doesn't make any difference what, what the business is. I, I've consulted with everybody from a publishing house to a gelato manufacturer to uh, a health coach certifying business to loose leaf tea companies to you name it. And they all have the same issues is that once we have human beings on our team, we all have a very specific set of needs that we all have to feel content. And that first need that we have is that we wanna know that we're competent. We wanna know that we're good at what we do. We also wanna be able to be authentic, to be able to be who we are when we're filling that position and we wanna feel connected to other people. And the tragic reality is that there's so many toxic relationships in the world that we don't really have that connection to the leadership team because the leaders don't make us feel competent or authentic or connected. So then we form our own splinter cells, right? We form our own groups or teams underneath and it sort of becomes us against them. Mm -hmm. So my real passion has been really helping and as you know, Mike, we've talked about this before, is that there's very little leadership or team building training that we are investing in the education of our healthcare professionals. You know what? You, you mentioned uh, team building. You know, uh, when I was back home, in the, uh, when I was working as a pharmaceutical rep, Every month, obviously every month, right? <laughs> every month we had a meeting. And then every six months, 
uh, every six months, we have what you call pr- uh, a major national conference. And we we did a team building wherein the, the actual district manager will lead his team to different group, to, you know, different areas. You know, it's just like a team building. And they, you know, it's it's like, it's it, it, it increases our, you know, our uh, cohesiveness as a team. And you know, I got here in the States, mm. I reported to my, uh, to my, uh, what do you call this? The director of rehab. I mean, the only meeting that we had was the morning meeting and, and that's it. And there's, I was actually surprised. We ate lunch by ourselves here. I'm yeah. like, and then I'm like, uh, I mean, in, in back when I was a pharmaceutical rep, everybody was eating at the same time. Uh, you know, we, we would get, uh, you know, we had the same time we eat, you know, and the actual boss was actually uh, paying for everything. I didn't have to shell out money. And when I got here, I'm like, oh, gosh, am I going to pay for my lunch? I'm like, really? And I know that's the culture here, but it just really got me surprised because there is there is no leadership. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this now. When I take out my staff or even the PTA that reports under me, I make it a point I pay for their lunch or, you know, it, it's like 10, 15 bucks. And it, it, it's not because you want something out of them, but because you want to be that leader in your, in your field that you're taking care of them. And I think that's what's lost in this, you know, in, in being a leader, whether it's in rehab or in pharmaceutical or anything, healthcare, we've lost that art of leadership where you're actually leading and uh, uh, being with your, with your team. So yeah, we, we live in a, in a culture of fast, cheap and easy. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's our music, it's our architecture, it's our everything, right? Like there's, if you think about like back two and 300 years ago, we don't even have the ability or the patience or the technology to build a cathedral. I mean, you think about like St. Paul's Basilica or these other places around the world, right? And even, you know, the Philippines has a lot of these amazing institutions the same way is there is a commitment that is, has to be by intention passed on to generations to complete the project. But we don't have that. So I got very involved with an organization called Slow Food. Um, early, I don't even know how we describe the years that we're in, 2000. Early 60s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yes, probably. Uh, No, but uh, was was not even in the 19s, but was in the 20s, let's just say. Um, And one of my best friends that I met, uh, who was from Italy, who was also a part of Slow Food, and Slow Food, for those of you guys that don't know or aren't familiar with it, Slow Food started... Um, in the 1980s in Italy when McDonald's went to go put their first restaurant in Rome and the Italians thought the world was coming to an end and so they staged this amazing Italian protest uh, on the um, the steps of the, the piazza uh, in Rome and they said there has to be a better way it was really designed to protect regional flavors and regional foods and so they brought together their best bowls of pasta and their chiantis and everything 
that made that area, the area around Rome, so unique and so special. And they started this idea of defending regional food so the whole world doesn't become fast food, right? It doesn't become McDonald's and Burger King and Kentucky Fried Chicken that we can find anywhere on the planet. So, so you mean those are not those are fast food? <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Apparently, uh, and I, I learned this later on in life, they aren't reflective of most uh, areas in which they find themselves doing business. <laughs> so that's so true. That right? is so, so true. you think about the amazing foods in China, or the amazing foods in Japan, or the amazing foods in the Philippines, or Italy, or Spain, or wherever it happens to be, Louisiana, Georgia, Kansas City, right? Whatever it happens to be, it's fast, cheap, and easy. So how do we grow these massive businesses that are just regurgitating fast, cheap, and easy? But the only reason I bring that up is that I remember one of the, the first um, wake-up moments for me was when my buddy from Italy I like I always love to ask people that are immigrants to the US or visiting us for the first time what their biggest culture shock was. And my buddy who was very involved in slow food at that time told me that his biggest challenge, his biggest um, conflict was how in the world did we come up with this idea of a drive-through or being able to eat in our cars? That was so foreign to him because they really appreciated every moment, every bite, all of the flavors, all of the nuances, really appreciating what the farmer put into making the X, Y, and Z, whatever it happens to be. Oh gosh, that is so powerful, Todd. Don't you think it's like Jollibee, right? Or whatever it is, right? Like we think about these places where it, it is fast, cheap, and easy, and there's no, when we're ingesting or we're eating that, there's no real connection to the producer. Yeah. You know what? I just realized that I'm, maybe I'm being Americanized now. I'm, I've been eating fast food all the time, and my body is becoming a fast food. But uh, yeah, I remember back home, uh, we made it a point that eating is 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 a is a celebration, and we forgotten that art of uh, camaraderie, uh, enjoying you know friendship with your coworkers. Actually, the, just the just the eating breakfast with your family or dinner with your family has has gone. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a lost art already, and. Uh, my wife, we make it a point that we eat together with the kids and everything. But with regards to breakfast, you know, we rarely eat breakfast all together because the kids are in a hurry. But I remember back home in the Philippines, my mom, I mean, we were just, we were eating breakfast at the same time, just like supper too. You know, I, I remember that. Now I just remember that. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Todd. When you think about it too, Mike, is that most of the values that we learned were around the dinner table. Yeah. Right? And now none of us have dinner together. We have it watching TV. We have it in our own little messed up minds about 
are especially today to, and today it's even crazier than it was 10 or 20 years ago which is with our smartphones uh-huh. which is couldn't be a more ironic term Speak uh, up, i'm going to stop the the powerpoint so we can see each other there you go right but is but that's what we we connect to is this um fake social connection right this idea that we're we're sort of somehow connected to people that like or laugh or love us whatever that happens to be but you know my my passion has been just to get back more to the point because we could talk about this whole thing for days and years and in fact i will uh, I'll, I'll give you a very special um unique discount for all of the ACG people uh, that connects to another business that I started almost 20 years ago, 2001, right, right after 9-11. Um, it's called Heritage Foods USA. And we work with small family farmers around the country. And our mission is we sort of jokingly say that in order to save them, we have to eat them, which means providing a marketplace for these rare and endangered breeds of animals. But what we realized after a while is that the most rare and endangered breed of all of the animals was the small family farmer because they were being put out of business every day by industrial agriculture. Uh, so I, I would love to share a discount code with your teams and your people that are part of what, what you're doing and this well, whole alternative career just to be able to support these amazing farmers and you can appreciate the differences in the breeds. But the first four years that we were open, we were only open one day a year, which was for Thanksgiving, uh, promoting these uh, heritage breeds of turkeys. Oh, Wow. And so, you know, I, I've come full circle. You know, I started off to be a chiropractor and I've spent many, many years supporting other um, institutions, other businesses doing training for, again, whether it was a publishing house or uh, a loose leaf tea company or whether it was a gelato manufacturer, just helping them to build their teams. And now I've come back sort of full circle into healthcare and really helping to promote and support physical therapists, uh, chiropractors, occupational therapists, primarily those that are um, passionate about providing non-pharmaceutical, non-surgical solutions to people. Mm. So Uh, before you go further, Please. Can you tell us about what uh, is uh, the Groove Enhancers Leadership Academy is? I mean, what do you really do there? I mean, uh, what do you do you or and Jerry do, and, and what do you guys do with that? Uh, and how can I mean, how can we reach you or something like that? So, no, excellent question, um, and I really appreciate it. So, if you go to GrooveEnhancers.com. Uh, you'll learn a lot about what we do and, and the name itself, which is a little um, goofy, for lack of a better word, uh, Groove Enhancers 
uh, com. I, I accepted a position, um, actually the very last paycheck I ever had was with a company called Health Coach Institutes. And they wanted to bring me on as a consultant, uh, which I did in the very beginning. And then they asked me to come on board as the chief operating officer. And I agreed under one condition that my title wouldn't be the chief operating officer because for me, it just seemed like being a corporate tool, right? That guy that walks around with his clipboard and checks off whether people are doing things right or wrong. So I told them that I would do it, but only if I could come up with my own title, which was mm -hmm. the chief groove enhancer, which means helping teams get their groove on, basically, and really understanding how to develop an amazing culture, how to develop um, a lot of um, leadership and 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 as you know mike and i'm sure that what you've uh, experienced is that when we go through ironically when we go through healthcare training we become trained to be great technicians that's true we become but, technicians so Right. Well, anyway, so, I'm here in your website right now. Uh, I just saw my four sons as we were scrolling down. Yeah, my uh, my four little boys who are in oh, the is it? Well, I just wanted to show to our group, you know, to ACG uh, on uh, what your website is. You know, go to grooveenhancers.com. And Todd here, they've got online courses, actual one-on-one -on -one coaching. You don't want to get random ramblings, but that's actually good too. <laughs> so... So what is this uh, spring hiring camp? Uh, well, what I do, I do this and we're just getting ready. It's a little bit late in the season, but we're getting ready to start the summer one too, is this whole idea around building teams because that's what we were just getting into, right? Is that as healthcare providers, healthcare practitioners, um, we get trained to become really good technicians around helping to cure uh, rotator cuff issues or Achilles heel issues or ACL issues, but we never get trained on how to be good leaders or how to hire the right people. So the hiring camps are an intensive uh, four week training that we've actually now I've turned into uh, a six week training program that's called Leading with Love. Mm -hmm. And my, my passion and my belief as we've talked about before, Mike, is that we would never get married to somebody we're not in love with. So why would we ever hire somebody that we're not in love with? Especially when we spend the most, the majority of our time, at least Monday through Friday, the nine to five with the people that we've hired, mm -hmm. supposedly helping us provide the living and the reality for those that we are deeply committed to. So I look at the the whole hiring and interview process as the courtship. Mm -hmm. right? So that's our dating period. We're getting to know if we're compatible. How do you squeeze the toothpaste out of the tube? Mm -hmm. Do you talk with food in your mouth? Do you, whatever it is, right? Like all so of, here you're teaching uh, business owners how to find uh, the right employees. Exactly, right. And how to build a team because my experience has always been as business owners, we 
share a disproportionate amount of the stress in the business, mm-hmm. right? Because we are feeling like we have to identify all of the problems. We have to solve all the problems. But the reality is everybody that's a part of the team is equally invested in the livelihood of the business. That's because true. if that business goes out of business, whether I'm working at the front desk or I'm the hired gun as a provider or practitioner, I'm equally exposed if the business goes out of business. So what I love to do is make sure we're hiring the right people, having clearly defined expectations of those people, making sure that they all feel competent and authentic and connected to each other mm-hmm. and that they also have a seat at the table and a stake in the outcome right cool. because they all want to feel like they are a part of the solution going forward and they also and and for me a lot of this has come Mike from being involved in in the food business for so long is you know if if we're busy on Saturday nights and I'm the fry cook and I'm making a thousand orders of onion rings or whatever it is, I'm still making the eight or $9 an hour, whether I make a million onion ring orders or one onion ring order, I'll still make the $8 an hour, but the servers out front, they've got more skin in the game because they're gonna make more money based on how busy we are. So what I've always tried to do is to figure out a way to level the playing field, if you will. So what what I do, just to, to bring it all back to the Groove Enhancers Leadership Academy, there's only three ways to work with me. One is I only bring on five private clients at a time. So I really believe and act and feel as if I am their virtual business partner. So there's five people at a time that I am very invested in understanding complete transparency. And this is why some people don't agree to work with me because I insist on complete transparency, which means allowing me extremely um, evident look under their kimono, if you will, (laughs) right? So I wanna know their business. I wanna know how much money do they have in the bank? One of the very first things that I do with all of my private clients is we build uh, what I call their cash in the tank model. You don't wanna know my cash in the bank. (laughs) Which is what most people say, right? Which is why it's easy to only have five clients because most of us, when we look at how much cash do I have in the tank and the the cash in the tank is a measure of how many days could you stay in business without any new customers? That's right. That's right. Actually, that's one of the main uh, uh, costs of actually burnout too with uh, uh, as an employee, actually number one cost of divorce too is your cash flow. So and if that is one of the costs of the divorce, it's also one of the costs of burnout in your actual job. If you are not satisfied and not really profitable, whether in your business or as an employee, if you're not putting in uh, 
income, it's going to burn you out. It's, you're 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 going to be stressed out. Uh, on the everlasting academy, that on so the the uh, the ETA mm-hmm. estimated time of arrival, or mm-hmm. in our case, the everlasting training academy is something uh, that uh, my very dear and near business partner, Jerry Durham. The awesome Jerry Durham. (laughs) The one only, right? Yeah, and Jerry is... um, One of the things that I've loved about Jerry from the very beginning and the reason and the way that we started this whole thing from the very beginning was a conversation. That's how everything starts. Right. We just, Jerry and I, I went to, um, I met, uh, so I, I shared a little bit of this at SSPT Live, but I met Paul Goff before Paul was um, what I sort of jokingly referred to as one of the Pied Pipers of PTs in the US. And at the time that Paul and I met, Paul had two clients in the US. And it was the first time that I ever shared my belief around the seven foundations of a healthy business and the seven responsibilities or relationships that we have as business leaders and business owners. And Paul continued to reach out to me and he was like, dude, you need to start teaching this stuff to healthcare and to PTs because we don't get any of this training. And I finally did it and I went to uh, speak at one of Paul's mastermind groups in Chicago and Jerry was there. Mm-hmm. Jerry came up afterwards and I think we had probably a two and a half minute conversation. And the only other time that he and I ever met was when we were together in Clearwater for SSPT Live a few months ago. And so we started a whole business together around building his passion for the client experience and my passion for the team experience. Because yeah, I, that, that, that's oh, amazing. You mentioned about you only saw them once or twice. In the internet, right? It's it's a virtual world now. I know it's just amazing, which is what you do, right? You're connected to like however many 11 ish thousand people that you have on this group. How many of those people have you ever met in person? Not Um, even a thousand, right? Exactly. And so, I think that that's why it's so so beautiful. And, And at the end of the day, you know, Jerry and I are, you know, two sides of the same coin. Jerry um, uses a lot of um, expletives, especially one in particular that starts with an F on most of our phone calls, and I don't use them ever. Um, And it's like Jerry never uses the F word as profanity. He uses them as an exclamation point because he's so passionate about whatever he's communicating, primarily around the, the client experience. And for me, I, my belief is that the team experience can never be better than the client experience. Cool. So if your team, if you don't have that culture, if you don't have that, 
camaraderie, if you don't have that amazing reason to show up for work every week, the clients will feel it. You know what? That is so true. You mentioned about the team camaraderie. Uh, let me, I'm going to go back to that pharmaceutical experience. I, Please, yeah. It, like what I said, every, every, every semester we meet up and then they, they, we were like, uh, how do, I'm like the amazing race. I know, I don't know if you've seen that, the show, we were like the amazing race. The company will give a certain task. And then for a whole week, we were in that hotel and we were doing all sorts of amazing race stuff. You know, there's this group of people that will organize it and then they will give us all this task and it just improved our, 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 our friendship, you know, and now that I've no longer worked for them, uh, for that company, every time they come in here in the States, they say hi, hello to me. And, you know, some are general managers, some are operational managers now. And I actually enjoy them. They, they would come here and, and say hi, hello. And even the actual doctors that we sponsor to do those uh, team building activities, they still love me. They still send me messages in Facebook. And, and because we had that uh, uh, training program from them. So, so yeah. let me ask you this, dude. Why, um, why did you leave? Well, remember... And when in pharmaceutical sales, sales is only a sales until your next performance. Right. You're only as good as healthcare. your book or movie or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. With healthcare, uh, I wanted to go back to healthcare because I can, you know, I can help people bring out the best in them. In pharmaceutical, we're basically, you know, selling medication and talking to your doctors and being fancy going around different places and yes it's fulfilling when you hit your target but if you don't hit your target gosh you're gonna be like the flavor of the month something like that oh, yeah. yep. so with healthcare, you know your patient doesn't get better you just discharge them right if they get better gosh it's it's more like a gold medal for you so that's what i missed in in, in healthcare. you know they yep Totally get it. Totally get it. You know, this is funny, this picture here um, that you brought up. So uh, the oldest is on the far left, um, who is an amazingly accomplished musician and composer. And as most of them are barista uh, in, in Boston. Uh, number two, who seems to be the goofiest and is the goofiest and probably the smartest of all of them just graduated from UCLA in uh, June with his master's degree in, hold on for this, neuroscience. Oh and gosh. Getting ready to go do his PhD in MD, uh, even with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. The next one is uh, the old man. Oh gosh, uh, is uh, the proud papa. The next one with the long hair that everybody jokes with me, and maybe there is, although I I can absolutely confirm that there has never been any other um, genetics involved, but seems to be the most Asian of all of them. <laughs> And uh, the baby uh, who just turned 21 on 
July 3rd. And Nate um, is now 23 years old and is trying to go back, and Mike, you'll appreciate this, to Spain, where he was three years ago trying out for a European Basketball League. And on the very first scrimmage, not even a game, the very first scrimmage went up for a rebound and landed on somebody's foot and tore his Achilles heel. Oh, wow. And now he's been through two Achilles heel surgeries mm. and is trying to get back into it's the team. So that's my Motley crew. And it's what's so funny about that picture in particular, Mike, is that my brother had the first girl in five generations. Mm. So let that sink in for a minute. But so what I do and what the Groove Enhancers work now is all about is really helping to support um, healthcare providers and back to this whole idea around um, alternative career choices is that I've always been in search of better solutions for healthcare providers that don't require them trading time for money. Mm -hmm. So my very, my inspiration to become a chiropractor in the very beginning was for my uncle, who was one of the very first chiropractors in the city of Denver, who worked until he was 72 and was dead when he was 73. Mm. There's no retirement to be had because it was so physically demanding. You know, he would work five or six days a week for 50 plus years mm. and beat up his body. So my passion and my commitment with all of my private clients or group clients, whoever they happen to be, has been to really find them a solution to provide a passive residual income. We love that. Everybody wants that passive right. residual income, you know? So, uh, so let me just recap Todd. Please. So, uh, you do first, you, you, you can do training for entrepreneurs who are wanting to hire, uh, employees, you know, awesome employees. I think I need that training, right? <laughs> and then, oh, you also do the Everlasting Training Academy. Yeah. Is this the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is this where you guys teach them how to be the uh, front desk specialist? Is that, is this it? Yes. And it's what Jerry and I like to refer to as the client experience specialist. Yeah. So for those people who are watching right now, ACG, there's this uh, course that Jerry and uh, Todd here is, uh, they've Jerry created Jerry, called the- Right, like just to give him full credit, Jerry, uh -huh. uh, who has been a, uh, a physical therapist for 20 plus years in the San Francisco Bay area. Mm -hmm. uh, and he and I came together because of his passion for the client experience and my passion for the team experience. Yep. Yep. So if you want to learn how to 
give an awesome client experience, you know, reach out to Todd and, the, and Jerry. And then obviously the one-on-one coaching, you, you also do this too, right? One-on-one coaching. Yes. Exactly. Awesome. And that is the reason why ACG, we are, uh, what do you call this? We are um, trying to bring in a lot of different coaches for our group. We've got 11,000 members. I know, I mean, right now, I don't know how many are watching. Uh, there's, there's four <laughs> right now. But here's the thing. I, we can, I cannot serve uh, the, that 11,000 there. Emma cannot serve that. And not all those 11,000 members wants to be a dementia practitioner like me. And that's the reason why we're bringing other co- coaches, other moderators to help us bring out the best in you, ACG. So if you have any questions on how to hire proper employees, good employees, reach out to Todd and Jerry. If you are wanting to be a front desk uh, person, you know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, uh, if how do you say this front desk, front desk certification, yeah. you know, if you want that, you know, to learn how to be a front desk certified or whatever, if you're a tech right now, obviously if you're a therapist, you don't want to be that, you know, but if you have a clinic and you want your front desk lady to, to learn how to be a, a good uh, front desk lady, you go reach out to Todd and, and uh, Jerry, because remember this, uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to say the clinic, but uh, when I called my doctor's clinic, I called her. I, I know the doctor. He's, he's my friend and he's my cardiologist. And we came in here in the States at the same time. We were hired with the same company uh, when I moved to the hospital. And I know him. He's awesome. I called to set up an appointment. And the lady behind the phone didn't know that I knew him. She was so mean. I'm like, gosh, is this the is this what this lady is representing my cardiologist? Yeah. And I told the cardiologist, my, my doctor and my friend, hey, do you know that this is how your receptionist answers the phone and she's so mean and everything? She, he's like, yeah. And I said, what are you going to do about it? And he said, I, I don't know. And I said, well, it's going to reflect in your practice. And he's, he's just so busy that he can't take care of it right now. But that is not a reason not to have a good front desk person. So No, dude, yeah. and you totally crushed it, right? Is and, and we're all the same way. It's not just you and your buddy. Like, we all have the first impression, right? There's, there's two things. It's not even the plan of care. And this is what I want everybody that's listening or hearing the, the replay or whatever is there's the first impression and then there's the last impression which is called in the lingo the peak end rule right it's it's how we left our experience Mm. there's the first impression and then there's the last impression and Mm. the last impression is the lasting impression the more lasting impression. Exactly. So whatever, whatever, however we were made to feel, even if our plan of care was eight visits, 10 visits, 12 visits over four, six, eight, 10, 12 weeks, what we will remember is the peak end, the lasting, 
the you last. Know what? That is so. Oh gosh, that is so powerful there. Right, right. that's and, the truth. Though, I mean, that's whether we go to Burger King or Arby's or Wendy's or the dentist or the orthopedic surgeon or wherever we are. Right, wherever we're having to go to get our needs met that last impression is so powerful. And so one of the things that Jerry and I love to preach is that the goal of that very first phone call is not to get them on the schedule. The goal of the very first phone call is to begin to build a relationship with our potential client that will last the lifetime of their life cycle. And we always want to be the last touch point. Oh Me, gosh. Even if they go somewhere else, right? Even if they go somewhere else, let that sink in. I want that to really hold a place. Even if they go to another provider, we still want to call them back. We still want to be the last touch point that asks them, how was your visit? Are you feeling better? Did you get your rotator cuff, your Achilles heel, your ACL, whatever it is, feeling better? That's so- like we always want to be the last touch. That is so powerful. I remember I was just listening to, remember we talked we talk yesterday, but before you called, before I called, or before you called, I was listening to uh, to Les Brown. You know what he said? The purpose of our customer call is not to please your customer. I'm like, what? You're not supposed to please? It seems the same, right? It seems so contradictory to what you would ever believe. Uh-huh. He said, you're not, you're not supposed to please your customer because everybody's pleasing them. Your purpose is to amaze your customer. And same thing with healthcare. If you want to get that job that you're looking for, if you want to start that business that you're trying to start, ACG, you don't please. You yeah. amaze them. You bring out the best in them. And like what Todd is saying, you know, you be the last point. Whether they've gotten the services from other clinic, you doesn't still matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So that's so good. And no wonder Chick-fil-A is killing other restaurants. I don't know if you got Chick-fil-A there. But, you know, Chick-fil-A's product, it's not even the best, you know. I mean, let's face it. It's how you feel. I mean, it's 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 chicken and bread. Yeah. But because they say please and thank you and they try to amaze you, gosh, people are coming back. They're close Sunday. Imagine yeah, that. Dude. But their sales are still good. You're so spot on, dude. Is is and this is the way that I describe it. That if you fail to describe the culture that you want, it will be described for you by the behavior that you tolerate. Oh gosh. Right, and so you think about Chick-fil-A, what you just said. Chick-fil-A, if you say thank you, you're not supposed to ever say you're welcome. Like in in Chick-fil-A's culture, saying you're welcome is taboo. What you're supposed to say at Chick-fil-A is my pleasure. That's simple. Right? And so just that simple distinction of language, right? And, and, and the power of language, the power of words. 
goes so far. And there's a reason that Chick-fil-A has so much love. And as you sort of described, Mike, with a mediocre product is undeniable because of how people feel. That's so because true. of the first and last experience, their mm -hmm. peak rule. So I think that it's the same thing with, and even more important in many ways with healthcare. That's so true. It's right? even more because important. It's I love not that. just trying to fill our bellies. And what I've done and what I do with all of my clients, and, and we all know this intuitively, but the reality is that what we need to do as business owners, as leaders, is we need our passive residual income to exceed our monthly expenses. Because otherwise, what we're doing is we're just trading time for money. And it's like I said before, when my uncle died, he was one of the first chiropractors in Denver and worked five or six days for his entire career and helped a lot of people as a healthcare provider. But he wasn't a good delegator and he didn't focus on building his passive residual income to exceed his monthly expenses. So he continued to have to go out to work hard every week for his entire career to make you know that happen. You mentioned about delegating. You know, a lot of people are asking me, hey, Michael, how do you do what you're doing? Mm. You know, you're like everywhere. And like, we see you all your podcasts and all different platforms. You're like doing this, doing that. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I still have a full-time gig. And you know what I do? I delegate. I learn how to have an assistant, virtual assistant, and I delegate them. If you are a business owner right now, or even an employee right now, we learn how to delegate. And this is what uh, Todd is going to teach in the one-on-one -on -one coaching program, learning how to delegate. You know, we're all therapists here in, in this group. Uh, me, I do the evaluation and I send the therapy assistant to do the treatment. And if you're a therapy assistant, you can delegate also the non-skillable treatment to a tech. And same thing with running a business. You have to learn how to delegate. And this is what's uh, going to be uh, Todd's uh, topic, learning how to delegate, learning how to look for those passive incomes. That way you can, you know, do more what, you really like, you know, in my case, I, I like doing evaluation. I like doing, te I like teaching. I like, you know, talking about dementia and stuff like that. So that's what I do. So well, well, dude, you're like, you're so solid with what you're doing. And, and one of the things that I learned um, a few days, weeks, months, years ago is the difference between great leaders and good leaders. And, what I learned is two of the primary um, distinctions between a good leader and a great leader is their ability to predict, right? We wanna know where we're going, the, the vision, right? The future, like what's getting ready to happen and our ability to delegate, which is probably more important. 
in many ways because delegation isn't abdication, right? We're not trying to push our responsibilities onto somebody else. We want to delegate our responsibilities to other people that can make things happen for us, which is why the prediction or the vision is so important is that we want them to be bought into that vision. Oh gosh, that is so, so powerful. I, I wish we're, we're recording this, right? Because I, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I, I, I assume you're recording. I don't know. I think uh, I, I've delegated the recording responsibility. You know what? But that, you know, what that do. is so true. You got, we, as, we as a leader in this healthcare field, you know, when you become an OT, you become a PT, you become a speech therapist, or be, you become a PTA or a CODA, you instantly become a leader in your field. You know, you, we are leaders in our field. We, you are the leader in your pa- in your patient's plan of care. If you don't know how to delegate, you're gonna you're gonna die, die or delegate, something like that. Like what Michael Hyatt is yeah, always yeah. saying. Of course, dude. And and what I appreciate about this whole entire phone call, which has been you know almost at an hour, we have never even got in to the real primary reason for the phone call, which is. A business, right? Which is, I think, awesome. Um, and I just want to share this with all of you, which is an opportunity. Imagine if you had an opportunity to be a part of Uber before Uber became Uber. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome, right? Like, just let that sink in for a moment or two. So I got involved with an organization uh, July 4th, which I like to jokingly call Todd's Financial Independence Day. All of us want to have more money coming in every month than we can trade our time for, right? That's what we want to do. We want to be able to support our friends and family and whoever it happens to be. So I will, uh, I'll put a, a, a link in this chat below, but iBoomerang is um, in an amazing position to Uberize, if you will, travel. So imagine Uber on the front end and Amazon on the back end. And the way that you make money is there's nothing to sell, which is what first drew me to this opportunity in the first place. I've always resisted like the plague network marketing, having to sell my mom and aunt and next door neighbor dishwashing detergent or soap or whatever it might be, right? The way that you make money with this opportunity in the beginning is you make 50% of whatever they're saving on their travel. They don't have to buy anything. Mm -hmm. Monthly auto ship, there's no selling involved whatsoever. So, Mike, I'll, I'll put in a link for everybody here to check it out more. But this is part of the reason that I'm so passionate about this is that I love 
and am deeply committed to supporting non-surgical, non-pharmaceutical healthcare providers. That's what is at my heart. And I realized a while ago that what most of us, most of you are doing is trading time for money. Right? Just like talking to me, trading time for money. <laughs> right, which is what you're doing, which is what we're all doing, right? And what I really want to do is help provide a passive, predictable residual income because I don't want any of us, any of you, to be so passionate about what you're doing until you're 72 years old and then die when you're 73. That's so true. You know, I'm 41 and I feel it. So, and I can't, I just can't wait to make the same thing, right? We're all, we're all passionate about what we do. And what I love and appreciate about most of the people in your group, which are PTs, OTs, et cetera, we would give away what we do for free if we could, mm -hmm. right? And, and we're kind of afraid of that financial conversation, whether it's with our boss or our patient. But imagine if we put ourselves in a position that we were making more money outside of the patient engagement. Right. So imagine we're making, let's just make up a number, $100 an hour while we're treating. What if we could also make $100 an hour while we're not treating? I love that. <laughs> right. Because then we can build a team, right? And then we have more flexibility to build. transitioners right more capability more provisioners more providers mm -hmm. that's what we all want to do right like I, I don't think that anybody in your group is looking to become the the daddy mac or the mac daddy right we all want to build something that is bigger than we are, which is what we all want to be a part of is something more significant. So anyway, I'll, I'll put some posts in for everybody to learn more about this amazing opportunity. And, and Mike, what I, I shared with you before is part of what is so powerful about this opportunity now is that it hasn't even launched yet. Mm. launch until Labor Day weekend. So this gives all of us an opportunity. Imagine if you didn't have something to sell, if you were sharing this opportunity with the friends and families that you know that are traveling, that could save a considerable amount of money and you made 50% on everything that they saved. The other thing that I really love about this, Mike, and, and you know me as 
much as anyone, I'm a, a grateful servant of the Alpha and Omega, who I believe has provided this opportunity to help us make a huge difference in our orbits, in our communities, in our social networks, to really be able to make an amazing difference in what we're doing together. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Well, would you be able to do us a like a webinar for that? Uh, Brother, you know me. You're going to have access to the group. To I told you this before. Any question that Mike Chua asks, Todd Wickstrom will always say yes. There you go. Well, once we once we get once we have you as a uh, uh, moderator or for the group, once we get we get to access, obviously you can go ahead and. Uh, do your your webinar in inside the group, and then that way we can watch. You know what uh, Groove Enhancers really is, and also I Boomerang is. So yeah. again, thank you very much, Todd, for your time. I really, really appreciate you for uh, my for, pleasure, brother, for coming over and for being part of the team to be an alternative career coach, not only for me because you're coaching me, but as well as for the rest of the uh our members you know we're growing i just added like 80 84 new members gosh it's just growing as you're coaching me the same <laughs> thing right like we're yeah. all part of the same family mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the, there's the reason why people are wanting to come in uh, and join this alternative careers for rehab professional because they want to find that alternative career yep. and what todd is offering here is actually obviously an alternative career you know, uh, go reach out to him, go to his website, uh, grooveenhancers.com. Talk to him. You know, I mean, we're all, we're all human beings here. You can, people are like, I received like 10 random messages in my, uh, in my personal account, not even my business page. Now I, I get all those random messages. If you can reach out to me, you can definitely reach out to Todd and, you know, ask him, Hey Todd, what should I do with my life? What do I need to do with, with my life right now? And he's a good man. He's a green Bay Packer fan. So <laughs> there you go. And again, thank you very much, Todd. Any last parting yeah, wisdom yeah, for us? Yeah, uh, you're golden, whatever you say. And as I've shared with you before, brother, whatever your question is, my answer will always be yes. Thank you very much, Todd. Again, thank you very much, ACG. I appreciate you guys. And always remember the word fast. I always tell this, F-A-S-T. You got to take action fast. First, it's like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our page because the more likes, the better, right? You know, like and like and like. And like Todd Wickstrom's page. He has this uh, Rube Enhancers uh, group or, or, or Facebook page. Like it. And letter A, you got to take action. That's letter A. All this video, it's it's what I interviewed Todd Wickstrom for one hour. He could, he could have charged me $1,000 for one hour. I could have charged you $300 watching right now, uh, ACG, but we didn't. We decided to not charge because we want to bring out the best in you guys. And yes, we will charge, you know, for my dementia training or whatever. But, you know, normally it's here. It's free. You know, you got to take action on it. You know, taking action is the best thing that you could do for your life. And letter S, you got to learn how to share it. Share this information to your friends. Share it to other people because the more shares, the better. You know why? Because sharing is caring. And 
least letter T, not timeout. We don't want timeout. You want, you want you to push forward. Letter T is teach it. Because when you hear it, you forget. When you see it, you remember. But when you actually teach it, you actually understand it more. And that's the reason why we have all these coaches here. They're all teaching. And the reason why you have me as so your dementia, quote, unquote, dementia coach, because I'm teaching dementia. And that's the reason why Todd is here. He's teaching. And that is, that's the reason why he became an alternative career coach. So remember, F-A-S-T. Again, thank you very much. Always remember, be awesome, be great, be excellent. Thank you very much, Todd. You have a good night. Good night, ACG. And God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our show for today. Again, if you need education, you need CEU courses, log in to medbridgeeducation.com slash TN Therapy Outsource. Use the promo code Dr. Mike or Alternative. Again, thank you very much for watching our show. God bless you and always remember, movement matters to your brain matter. God bless you and have a great day. Bye-bye.